When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Drop your shoulders, take a breath, tune into how you feel, because it's time to stretch. So going from seven weeks to seven months, we know a lot can change. And last season, I was joined by Sinead Butler when she was in that postpartum phase. She was in the throes of it, that fourth trimester, the matrescence and the healing. Her honesty hit home with so many other women who were in this stretch. And so I invited her back as she hits the seven month mark to talk about what's changed, how she's grown and how no matter what stage or phase you're in, there is still so much to learn. And she breaks the illusion that just because she's now over that six month mark, that somehow it gets easier. We talk about postpartum anxiety, the daily overwhelm, loneliness and meeting our new selves. This is one I felt in my soul. I've been where she is. I know it. And I'm so grateful that she's able to help us all by talking about it with me on Stretch Marks. Sinead, you are back on Stretch Marks podcast because I desperately wanted to have a follow up. <laughs> uh, I'm nervous this time. I don't know why. Don't be nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. We've don't be nervous. We do have a lot to discuss. Um, firstly, let's discuss actually the impact of that first episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because it seemed to really hit with and kind of resonate deeply with a lot of women that were going through similar experiences. So if you haven't listened to it, do go back and listen to it. But it was all around that postpartum phase, that fourth trimester. The mm. feelings, I think, gosh, she was only maybe seven weeks or something when we recorded. Um, yeah. So you were very raw in it, like, but I feel like that was really important because it's so different talking about it when you're in it to talking about it retrospectively. Yeah. Yeah. Like, firstly, I want to thank you for ha having me on for that episode and giving me the platform um, to voice things because you can't do things like that on Instagram. So thank you. And thank you to everyone who took the time to listen. So time is of the essence when you have a child and you're trying to do everything else. But um, no, I appreciated everything. And I'm still meeting women like I was out on a night out there recently enough, a rare night out. I was out about nine o'clock and this lady I was chatting to her and she was like, what you said about breastfeeding resonated with me so much. She said, still hurts me that I couldn't breastfeed my four kids. 
I wasn't able to I tried but she was like that just like and she was like I was talking about it in my workplace afterwards and I said it to women afterwards so yeah like that definitely and I know whenever I did like a Q&A and stories about my birth and beading is like you know people kind of were interested to know but like that what I shared definitely blew up and look I I was obviously in the throes of it but I can still say it's a touchy subject for me like I'll be honest you know um and like there's things like maybe breastfeeding week and you know small little things where I might see something um still is a bit of a, a a sore point for me but I think that's like that's okay and that's normal and like let's talk about these things we all have those things we all have things that we thought might happen that don't always work out and like disappointments along the way, whether it was, you know, a lot of women might've, you know, tried for a V back and still they had to have a a C-section or, you know, they, you know, even maybe they wanted extra time off work and they have to go back to work before Mm -hmm. they're ready. And there's so much, I feel like we have to process at a deep emotional level with all of these individual stretches when we're supposed to just pretend like, sure, that's what happened. Get on with it. Like, it's just massive, isn't it? Like, and we were just talking about this. Like, I just feel like the pressure on women in general nowadays to do it all. And I see that now, like, as I try and make a plan for childcare and return to work, um, I feel like, you know, society does not support mothers, parents, like the support is not there and we all say you know it takes a village and how they operate in other countries where everyone gathers around and everyone supports like I just feel like it's hard and I see it all now because when I did the last podcast I was in the throes of it and it was so early and time has gone so quick like Molly's nearly seven months now already but like I just feel society I think it's the only way to describe it the supports aren't really there and I know you talk a lot about childcare and trying to find childcare and all those other things I'm just learning a lot like I feel like every stage brings like a new learning curve yeah and and it is a stretch and you know I think today you got me on a day um where I was definitely getting stretched there (laughs) um it was just, I think Molly just knew that I had a few bits to do today, but I'm um, just going out for a walk with Eamon. But yeah, like every day is, you know, some days are great and some days are really hard. Like, and I, I, I will still say I find it hard. I love it so much, but it's definitely, as you say, a stretch and it can be tough going. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you back on, because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so important what you said in that postpartum episode when you're in those very raw early weeks. I think it resonated so much with women who are in that phase and stage, but I felt like it was appropriate to actually check back in six months later with you to Mm -hmm. explain and express how it changes but it doesn't always get easier. Like what you're dealing with, you can grow out of or baby grows out of. Mm. But we can often romanticize this feeling of like, oh yeah, but look, when they're three months, when they're four months, when they're five months, when they're, I have a six-year-old. Like, you know, when we get there, Mm. somehow I will be more supported, more energized, 
more compassionate with myself, more patient. And like we're none of those things and we're meeting a new phase, a new stage, a new lump of challenges. And the old ones, for sure, they might diminish a little bit. But we need to break out of this thinking that somehow once my baby is six months plus, I'm flying it and I don't need help anymore. Yeah, no. And do you know what, Shane? Like, obviously, the first few weeks are hard and like there's a lot of healing physically as well. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm finding it's getting harder at parts for me. Um, like I found my say, myself a few days at home um, where I just I'm so upset because I feel overwhelmed at times. Um, and like I I mentioned this before on Instagram, I worry so much more now. Like I feel like I worry about how she get on school. She's not even in school yet. Like, will she be okay in wherever she goes to school? Like childcare, will she settle in? There's all these other mixed emotions. So I just feel like you're adjusting to a completely new life and you're trying to plan everything else as well and try not to get too overwhelmed. But she she's at the stage where she's obviously like she's not crawling but she wants to be moving and looking a bit more and I just feel like it's I get frustrated a little bit because I can't do daily tasks like I can't get on top of the washing maybe or the kitchen's like a bomb site and that's that's okay but things like that would kind of weirdly stress me out and make me more overwhelmed so I I think it's important to say that like that's how I'm feeling I Parts of it get, gets easier, like thankfully the nighttime is a little bit easier for us. She does wait the odd time, but that part's a little bit easier. But I think the whole thing, personally, I think it gets busier rather mm-hmm. than easier. I think that's the only way to describe it. Um, I, I remember I this phase around that kind of, to be fair, weaning and food was like my least favorite phase. Um, the 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 mental fatigue of having to prepare everything and figure out if you've got something ready for when they're hungry or figuring out what you were to give them and is it nutritionally balanced and is it safe? Is it mashed enough? Is it this enough? Like the the mental load kicks in. I particularly quite enjoyed that sleepy newborn phase. Yeah. You know, you like go anywhere. I didn't need to go anywhere. I had permission mm-hmm. to just kind of hold my baby. And if I put her somewhere, she stayed there. Um yeah like I struggled more now I also had kids that didn't like sleep for a long time but I struggled more at this stage Mm. when I felt like my reserves had completely depleted themselves um the food situation felt really busy the kitchen was always a mess I was constantly Mm. wiping up mashed carrot from some kind of crevice on a chair um and yeah it's the it's the exhaustion of like you're on guard, you're on alert all day long because they are just now sensing the world and what they can do and what they can get up to and how they can harm themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, if you don't have that food shop in, that adds another layer of stress because you haven't got a food prep or you haven't got vegetables prepped or things are pureed. And it's really about, like I said, this to mom the last time I was down home and I was washing everything and I was like, organization is key. And if you're not kind of organized or prepped again, like the whole thing just becomes like small issues become really big. Um, 
but yeah, it's a busy stage and she's kind of, she's in a high chair per se, but kind of wants to be more upright and nearly sitting upright on her own, doesn't like to be supported by anything. So she's just, she's a busy baby as well, like definitely. Um, and I know myself that I can see myself in her because I never liked to sit still. Like I was always moving. She's very determined. I can see all that. I just see me in her. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so busy. And genuinely every day, do you know what I think? I'm just like, how do people do it with more than one? <laughs> like how? There's, how a secret. There's a secret to it. Will I tell you? The secret Time is please. on your second, you don't care you I don't know. care I, I don't know. care if the kitchen is a mess I don't care if the toys are not mm. tidied up mm. I'm not judging myself as harsh as I used to on my first I'm not holding my motherhood measure of success against whether I've still got my shit together everywhere yeah. like I'm I you mold by your second into I well I feel and from conversations with other women, by the time your second comes along, all of the things that you're stressing about now, you realize mm -hmm. are not important and they're just taking up space in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and that's why, and again, I haven't talked to people, people just say like the first is just massive. And the first is like, I just feel still I'm coming to terms with my time isn't my time anymore. And I never want any of this to come across like I'm ungrateful, ungrateful or unhappy or anything like that. Like I'm just, this is how I find it. I just find it such a, a big change. And for someone who was, like I said, busy and on the go, for me to be at home a lot more, I find that hard. So I find that mentally very hard because I'm kind of, in a bit of a strict routine every day and I will be quite strict with naps that are usually only short so again I'm busting to try and do a few things in between that um so I have found that part where I'm at home more harder now I do try and get out and meet people and that's a huge effort even in itself getting out the door you know yourself just packing a bag putting the buggy in in the car and stuff um so I do try and be proactive but that was the big learning thing for me, because as you say, in the first few weeks, you're just at home, you're in a bubble, your husband's off work, your partner's there, you're allowed to be in your pajamas all day. And then suddenly it's like she needs to be dressed in the mornings. You need to be organized. You need to look somewhat presentable. I mean, you don't have to, but you know the way as they get older. Um, So that was one thing that I found really stressful. I, yeah, I'm just still finding that. Wow. I have found at times, I know what it is now. So basically I had a lot of issues with my thyroid during my pregnancy and upping of meds and a lot of frequent bloods and stuff like that. And afterwards it completely went the other way. And there was again, a lot of to and from with medications and stuff. So they had increased them really high. So I was going through these stages, like I'm going to say about eight weeks ago where I was feeling I was feeling very anxious and I was never an anxious person. Like I, I was never one to get where my heart would race or mm. I'd feel really overwhelmed. I could manage my emotions, but I was going through stages where I was like feeling really anxious. I could be in the car and I was so overwhelmed and anxious. I was like, God, it must be the thyroid medications making me feel like this burst of 
kind of restlessness or like awakening at nighttime. So I rang the GP, just like, let's get the bloods done again. And um, she rang me back a few days later. And she's like, no, Sinead, your thyroid has gone the other way, meaning it's really low. You need loads to lift it. So it was completely the opposite to what I thought. And I remember I just broke down on the phone to her and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know why I'm getting so upset. I was like, I'm not. I, I know I don't have postnatal depression. I am out and about every day. Like I am exercising stuff, but I was like, I just feel really overwhelmed and I just feel really anxious and I was putting it down to it being something to do with my thyroid and medications she was like she was like Sinead you've just had a massive change less than four months ago you just need to just be kind to yourself you know make sure that you're taking a little bit of downtime yourself and I just like I'm still working through that to be honest I'm I'm finding some of the days hard and I'm trying to work on that anxious feeling um, but I don't know, it's just, I feel like when you have a baby or a second baby or whatever, it just feels like you kind of have to have it all together. Like, I don't know where that comes from. Is this, is it a society thing where it's pressure, but like, you just need to have it all together. And yeah, I've just found more so than that. I'm got, I'm, I feel like I'm just the other way at times that I just can't get it together and, the guilt then as well if I do anything and fear of judgment we went to um we went away for two nights with um some of Eamon's family and like that and it's just to talk about these things because I think sometimes what you see online can be different but we were away in a different city a European city and it was my first two nights away from her and we actually went to Milan that's where we went but when I got there and I was in the city walking around I, I just had these waves of anxiety I was walking around with tears in my eyes I was with a big group of girls I had my sunglasses on like, I don't want anyone to see me but I was like I, I'm just the worst mother you know for leaving her and different things and I just felt so overwhelmed because I don't know I just felt overwhelmed because I wasn't there am I a bad person so that's kind of what I've been going through and I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because if anyone ever does feel that way like you know, I, I spoke to my friends about it and talked about it to other people. And I just think it's nice to have those conversations because I do think it's all kind of normal with learning about the new you who is the mother um, and, and just to, adjusting to everything. To understand that it is a massive adjustment and it is been it's a massive responsibility when you're mm. caring for a child 24 seven mm. to not do that it feels so bizarre and your internal system yes. doesn't know. And I I always come back to this, like mm. the cave woman in you, that mother in you, like we're all still programmed, like we're all still beings that were created through our own hormone systems, right? It's all mental, right? But yeah. we are genetically programmed a certain way, whether or not modern life actually fits in with that. Mm. And the cave woman in you doesn't know that she can fly to Milan. I know. And that your baby is safe with someone else. Mm. Like we, our, our sensory system gets softened and calmed. Our nervous system gets calmed by the fact that we can touch our baby, smell our baby, feel our baby, you know, know that our baby is safe. So when we're away from our baby, it's completely normal and natural to lose our minds. It's 
mad. Like, honestly, I've never experienced anything like it, Sinead. Um, and that that explains everything. And, you know, I, I understand that. But again, it's not until you're kind of going through it and you're like trying to break it down. Um, and at the same time, you're allowed to get away for a night and you're allowed to have a break. Um, but I, I, I found all that, like, these are just things that have happened along the way in this, in the couple of months that have just really like, I've found it hard, um, and struggling then with emotions, all the emotions, because there's a mix of emotions. Yeah. We're being bombarded with what perfect looks like mm. and what other women can do behind their sunglasses, behind their apps, you know, that it's putting so much pressure on us, particularly yeah. first time mothers. Yeah. Who only see the happy, smiling faces of this woman living a life that we assume is what we want. Yeah. And actually in some of those moments where you're like, and I felt it the first night that I was away, that you feel on my first child, like I should be grateful for this opportunity to get away and I should be enjoying myself and I should be smiling and I should be, you know, now I get to live this life. Yeah. But actually is like, no, what I, what I want to do actually is to not be here. Yeah. And I'm readjusting like, well, who's she that doesn't want to be here? And the life and soul of every party to the bitter end, let me tell you, I am always the best crack. And I just was like, who am I? Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning, you know, and I'm adjusting. And and it, it's the same with like my career as well, like so driven and wanted to get as far as I could in a couple of years. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of that, you know, as in that changes too. So, you know, it's just everything is, mm-hmm. is different. And your perspective changes hugely. Um, so just learning and adjusting and trying to be kinder to myself. Um, but I just wanted to share that because I think it's nice to know if you are really overwhelmed with things like that. Um, people are going through it as well. And it's okay as well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And it really, it it changes, but it doesn't always pass. Like there are times, you know, like yesterday I was incredibly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Out of really normal three-year-old behavior, like really normal. 
But sometimes when I'm trying to do things for my other priorities, and and I I always come back to that quote. I think it's brilliant. Like motherhood isn't hard. Doing anything else while doing motherhood is impossible. <laughs> and you're right. How you started this, you're discovering that there's kind of a system set up to support you when you're pregnant. Mm. But on the other side of that, society's like, yeah, no, we don't help you anymore. You have to get on with that. You have to get on with that. Yeah. So go back go back to work now and deal with, you know, whatever separation anxiety you're dealing with. And go yeah. back to work now, even though you can't find any childcare. And if you're in healthcare, you might be on shift work. And even that's impossible to find childcare with. No. Um and if you start asking for reduced hour contracts, well, she's not ambitious enough anymore, is she? Oh, she's changed. Oh, she's changed. You know, it's, I know. it's, it's endless. And yeah. who we are and how we've changed is no longer just about who we are in the company of our child. Yeah. It's like who yeah. we are in work has changed, who we are when we're traveling has changed, who we are with our friendships is, is like we are ultimately changed yeah and it can be hard to accept that we actually have those new priorities and to say them out loud yeah 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 I think it definitely comes back to um that pressure um and you know even I've heard you discussing about childcare and stuff like that and you know it's just hard then as well for you know it's hard for everyone but it's not really standardized and obviously where you live can have a massive knock-on effect as well um the cost so there's just a lot to weigh up it's like adulting 101 like you know it's just as i say the adjust adjustment and the learning and the change of priorities um but yeah just trying to to be kinder to myself and you know Eamon's just very stable he doesn't get like woo whereas I'm just like lying in bed worrying about like I don't know something about next year that's not even like a million miles away um so yeah he's definitely very level and helps to keep me somewhat like this but uh yeah we're we're getting there we're we're getting through it all slowly but surely like we're mama bears and you did the right thing you spoke to your friends you called your GP like yeah. we're doing all the right things in order to support ourselves and to just understand and to know that we go through these stages and fluctuations when life changes, mm-hmm. you know, and for some, you know, for for me, I suppose, I think my hardest time was when I did go back to work. Yeah. That's when I struggled most in the way that some do in that, you know, early postpartum phase. Mm-hmm. Like I got far more anxious and stressed and overwhelmed when the work part kind of came back in so it's just to have it's just to support yourself through and and to say some women thrive on that and they love that bit so yeah it's to acknowledge that no like none of us have the same things going on or the same reaction to what it is that we're doing Mm -hmm how yeah. like you know what the things that you spoke about in the first episode could be in complete reverse for somebody else yeah 
Yeah. And look, as I say, everyone's, everyone's experience is so different. Um, but I think, you know, every baby is different as well. And it depends on sleeping babies and weaning babies and what they're eating and stuff. Like I even think, God, now Molly's six months, like they were ringing me obviously last month to, to see, was I coming back? Um, and I, I, wasn't able to wrap my head around that it's like she's not really even eating enough salads in a day so um but it's it's different circumstances for everyone so um it's not easy to obviously take the extra time off work um but I honestly I don't know like obviously if I had to go back to work it it could be different but I definitely I know still now my mindset wouldn't even be in it um and like even after talking to other women it's funny how you just have like deep meaningful conversations with mm-hmm. people that you barely meet but when it comes to children and childcare and births and you just kind of tend to open up and I would be quite open anyway but um I remember talking to a lady about um she was like you know ever since I had my baby I was I was so anxious and I was like oh my god like I didn't know this was a thing and she was like yeah like it's it's like it is kind of somewhat normal and then I was like looking up kind of postpartum anxiety and different things like that that it's actually can be a real thing but I really feel like and I know the services are there you know mental health services and you can be referred and stuff like that um but I do feel like everyone nearly should be offered some some sort of counseling after giving birth even if it's you know, it's a blur for the first six weeks, isn't it? Like you're just getting on with it. You're getting up, you're just doing the night feeds, you're getting through it. But I feel like that support would benefit um, so many people. And even just counselling in general, there's still quite a taboo with it. But the birth and everything that you go through, I just feel like it would support people a lot. Um, I know it's probably a lot to ask, but that's just something that I've been thinking about as well. I I I don't know how it is. A lot to ask. Like if you mm-hmm. consider the amount of appointments that we have in pregnancy, and I know they're not necessarily for mental health, but they are mm-hmm. maternal health. And yeah. the greatest source of like of us being able to care for our children once they're outside of the womb is our own mental resilience. Yeah. And our own mental health. And that can only come by us being professionally supported yeah. in postpartum, you know, for the first year. Yeah minimum and then obviously see how you are and what you need going forward but yeah definite like check-ins in those early phases all the way up in that first year is yeah the greatest thing that we can do to support a mother in raising her children and to allow them to be mentally sound as they grow up because Often what we repress and suppress kind of in those early days, like they come out somewhere, they come out somehow, something might happen in three or four years time. And actually all that stress that's kind of been bubbling, you know, and and, and that's the whole thing of like me saying, like, we all need to avoid the snap, like, because it's kind of, it's on the horizon somewhere for everyone. And we have this like standardized physical care in pregnancy where there is no standardized mental health care after pregnancy yeah yeah it's it's huge amount beforehand and um 
I saw someone's stories there um, during the week and just of Hollis Street. And I was like, God, like it just seems like a lifetime ago since I was there. And I, I replied to her, I was like, uh, she's actually a midwife there. I was like, oh, I kind of miss it there. Um, but she was like, I was laughing. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely something I feel throughout because what is it like a, a visit from your public health nurse who are amazing, by the way, like amazing. I think it's like two or three visits and then like, there you go. Um, so they yeah, are. that was just, yeah. And even that though, like even your your check-ins with your GP, they really are about your baby. You know, yes. there's there's kind of, I remember with me, like there definitely was, and I had, you know, I'm I'm not dissing the GPs but it's still within the 15 minute mark and yeah you know it's kind of a you're getting all you're getting on all right yourself aren't you yeah Yeah. box box ticked like I know I need someone to look into my eyes and be like are are you okay okay?" yeah and then you might cry (laughs) and then you might cry because the point is none of us are okay no none of us together like are okay like what's, what challenges you might not challenge me, but what challenges me might not challenge you. But it's somewhere, sometime, on some day, all of us are not okay. For sure. For sure. Um, It's funny. There was one day, God, it must be about five weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago. It was before we were going on our first family holiday. It was a week before. And you know you have a week before you go away that's always a shit show mm-hmm. like literally one thing after another after another it was going wrong but I picked up a dose and Molly was sick and she was so off form god love her and um she wouldn't she wouldn't stop crying the whole day and I remember to cry for a walk and I was trying to just keep her busy and um she was still crying I remember I came in and I rang my mom. I was literally, I, I couldn't stop crying. She was still crying. I said, I just, I can't cope. I'm not able. And for me to do that took like, I just felt like this is my pride. And like, I'm, I'm pulling on someone to give me a hand. I just remember feeling like oh, I have so hard on myself for doing that, for asking for that help. But, um, one thing that strikes me and it was Eamon was working that that day and his his shifts are long and um he gets a break of a few days off then which is great but um I remember he rang me just to check in and um he's like oh I'm just out having a coffee or we're on a work break or something and I remember thinking when I was in the throes of it I remember thinking god wouldn't it be so lovely to be out having coffee with someone I was like, what, what is going like, as in, it was just such a hard day where mm. she wasn't going anywhere. Bless her. She was so sick and I was feeling miserable. But I remember for that split second being like, oh my God, imagine just being out drinking a, a coffee with someone. Um, So on those days where you're in the throes of it and you're thinking like just to be out and about somewhere or just even social interaction or something like that. It was just one of those moments where I was like, it was like a, a light bulb switch. And I was like, God, imagine just, just having that because I feel like, you know, in a way, nothing does change for the other half who who does go back to work. Like, as in, they're still out and about socialising. Mm-hmm. Work is still very hard for them. But there's something about being outside of the house with other people and Autonomy. being in a social. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just being in that social environment and talking and stuff. Mm. Um, 
So I remember my friend sent me something on that. Um, I think it was like a little video on TikTok. And it's only when you think about all these little things that it's like, yeah, like, you know, it's, I know they're coming in from a day's, for, from a day's work, but it's just the social interaction. Sometimes you just miss, I find, if um, if you're on your own. And that's why I, I do say, like, um, I do find the days, some of the days lonely. And I like when people say that. Um, and obviously my mom is up and, and down a good bit and she's a good support my sister um but it, there is definitely days where I find motherhood in general can be a bit of a lonely space um so yeah we're not meant to do it this way mm. we're not meant to be living like this we're not meant yeah. to be so isolated and away from the people that you know we can safely just hand our baby to so that we can just go for that walk or have that cup yeah. of coffee yeah we're, you know it's we're so separated and we really are so isolated and yeah. it can be really hard when you're looking at your week going like I look like I love that feeling of I'm at least mothering with somebody like that's why yeah. meeting somebody that also has a baby in that same age and <laughs> sometimes like all you're doing is you're just like on a sitting room floor but yeah. it's just easier together yeah yeah yeah, I have a friend who had her baby 10 days before me. She's actually one of my best friends and we had two girls and um, I met her last week. But like that was just the two babies on a play mat and you're just talking, talking nonsense and talking every day, weaning stuff. But isn't it just amazing to just have those conversations and just to be, you know, have the support and know that you're not in it yourself? Um that's one thing I would say is just reaching out to people has been amazing. Um, and I have a couple of friends who are mums as well, and they just they kind of get it as well, because um, sometimes it can be hard. And they do like, you know, Eamon totally gets it. Like, but it is sometimes where it's like. You don't want to be in work, but some days you're like, oh, God, I'd love to be on a lunch break for an hour, having a cup of coffee and a chat with some co-workers. Um, but it's just mad. Like, it's just, I find, and like we said at the start, every stage brings new learning. And I know we're coming into a busy stage and she's not even walking yet. So I know it's going to be, it's going to be full on. Um, but yeah, it's just learning about it all. And as my friend says, she's wise, everything is a phase and I know it's short lived and you want to wrap it up and you want to enjoy every moment because when they're smiling at you, with the little gums it just takes everything away but I just I really wanted to do this podcast and be super honest and just say like I am still finding parts of it hard um and I know from chatting to women that they do find that as well but um it just really reassures me when I hear people say things like that um so that's kind of how my journey has been so far I'm sure there'll be something else the next time we speak what is getting better I think I remember one thing kind of from the first conversation was around that feeling of like you not knowing her yet mm. like you were care you were in care mode yeah you were meeting her needs but you didn't know her yeah yeah I can see the personality <laughs> already she's 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 as I said she's determined and she's busy um and she's got a bit of a cheeky side to her as well I'm gonna say she got that from Eamon but it's just the faces and the messing I already know she's just gonna be she's gonna be 
she's just going to be funny. Um, but I, I can see it in her if she doesn't get what she wants or, oh my God, she's, you know, th- those little personality traits. I remember when I had my, um, one of my scans, it was near the end and they couldn't get around to all the limbs and stuff. They were like, this baby, we didn't know at that stage if it was a boy or a girl. They're like, this baby is so active. It won't sit still. It's like, it's so hard to get the dimensions and the measurements. So it's like, oh, I could feel her like just, um, but now that she's here, I'm like, that's what you are. You're just busy and you're just, you're a goer. Um, my mom says I was the exact same when I was, uh, when I was that age, but that's who I see now. And it's lovely seeing the personality, um, and the personality traits coming through. Um, but yeah, she's just, she is gas. <laughs> she is gas. Like it can be busier, but it can also be more fun than the newborn days. So funny. Like I really think, and you don't want to miss the next stage away, but I do think when she is actually walking or talking, I really think the stuff she's going to come out with is going to be so funny. And it's lovely to have loads of that interaction where they're looking you straight in the eye and they're like getting the, getting a bit of crack out of what you're doing or you're messing and they're taking it all in. So that's definitely just such a lovely phase. So I, you do feel like you get to know the character um of her so it's like it is just amazing I love every second of it um but she's gonna be busy (laughs) let me tell you for sure I think there's something about when you start to get responses from them you know and that they show you affection without Mm. you kind of seeking it yeah you know like when they they shimmy up and kind of make it known that they want to be held and they want to be cuddled and they, they want you and they need you and yeah, I remember just like I I miss that. I now I still have it very much with my three year old who's still a koala of a child, but the feeling of like reassurance that you were doing something right because they are now just like they just want you so much. Like you walk yeah. into the room and there you are their eyes. Yeah, and the voice the minute they hear the voice like when Eamon comes in in the mornings after a night shift. He'll be talking coming up the stairs and you can see her already. She's like, where is he? <laughs> um, but she's very funny. Like today I was trying to get her to, she's gone down for a nap and uh, she's kind of whinging and whining. And the minute I went upstairs then she's looking at me, he, 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 she's giggling away. I'm like, you have been around here before, for sure. <laughs> you know what you're up to. So yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, very cute. It it's so cute. And this is the thing, every phase brings with it its own its own new little moments of joy and then its own new absolute overwhelm and trying to figure it out. And it is important that we are just getting more open and okay with saying, well, I'm in this, I'm in this phase now and I love this and I'm finding this hard. Yeah. Instead of I love this and I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I just that one thing that sticks in my mind was everyone's. You know, most people saying you know it gets easier, but I'm I'm finding parts of it definitely like the organization part and having a food shop in, um, all that kind of stuff is definitely busier. Um, but then you know you move on to a stage then when she's a little bit older where she's not you're not sterilizing bottles every night and do you know it just everything is different, um. But yeah, we, we've learned so much and 
Um, every day is different, but internally so, so grateful um, for like and and the, the hard days and the good days that it brings. But you're still meeting yourself. You're still meeting this new version of you. Yeah. yeah still- I think there's a I think there's a term that you actually um can refer to it as now I'm not sure if I have that right, but um it's my, my I, I don't know what the word yes. It's like actually going into adolescence, but it's mm-hmm. actually a different um it's a new you essentially, is it? It's growing into a new person. Yeah, we our our brains literally change in the in the way that when you know a, an early teen moves into that later teen and they become an adolescent and they literally yes. they change. We go through deeply researched physiological and psychological changes. And you, you are meeting this new version of you. Mm-hmm. And you don't yet know her yet, which is why it can also feel kind of an anxious time because you're still learning to trust yourself and you're still learning, you know, your new priorities and your new needs and your new wants. And you kind of feel, well, what did I used to feel? And you can't tap into that because that Mm -hmm. old you is becoming a new you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen the moment your baby's born that you're this new you. So you're in this limbo phase. and there's no timeline on that. There's no like expiry date. There's no like you have arrived at your destination. We don't know when, except I think that we keep changing and yeah. we keep evolving. And with each child, it's also proven that you go through another matrescence. So it's not that you're just now mother you with more kids. Yeah. Like you've changed again for the fact that you've now this child and you change again if you have another child and and then we just hit perimenopause and we change again. So it's it's like, it's all, I, I know, I know. I mean, who'd be a woman? But I do have to say like people that I met along the way, like especially my GP that day, she rang me and I was mortified um, for getting upset on the phone, which actually isn't a big deal. Like, come on, you're allowed. Like you're totally allowed. She was just amazing. She really was in how she she spoke to me and made me feel. Um, so I think it's always important to know that there is always help there when it does feel like it's getting a little bit overwhelming. Like I don't want to come on Instagram and like say I'm crying today. It's such a hard day. Like it's not. I don't feel like that's fair. And what with what's going on in the world either. Like I, that wouldn't sit right with me. Um, so. Yeah, like there's snippets that you see and I will share the odd little bit, but I know I sh- I shared the really raw um, message at the start and I loved sharing that and I was in it at the time. Um, but I don't want to be coming on, you know, anytime I have a hard day because that just wouldn't really sit right with me. But it's lovely to use this platform and to have a chat and just say, look, here's a little bit of what's been going on. And, you know, people think they know you online, but... They really don't, you know, it's just, it's, it's like an hour of, of a full day that you might see on a couple of stories. And it's, I think for me, it's like, if, if anybody feels like they have a responsibility online, for me, I think it's more like, it's not about exposing your, your, whatever you're struggling with always, or like your pain or whatever. It's just maybe not lying about the other end and making it always seem like, oh, I can do this and it didn't take anything out of me. And 
yeah. I look like this 24 seven and I'm, you know, it's like, I think that it's harder for us to see people that are consistently kind Put of together. <laughs> yeah. I'll always share little snippets and stuff like that, but like, look with social media in general, as I always say, follow who you want to follow. And if you don't like what you see, Hmm. then I'll follow. Um, For me, it's been a great platform for loads of reasons. And um, like it's part, part of it is work for me as well. Like that's kind of the way it's gone to an extent. It won't always be that way, but um, I like, I'm grateful for what it's given me and the ample opportunities. But um, I always, like, I always think it's important to say, that literally what you see is just the smallest snippet because everyone has got shit going on and everyone's going through different stuff. Um, so don't ever feel like someone's life is better than yours because it never really is. It never, it never is. And I'm always so grateful for the women that do come on the podcast and take that opportunity to have, as I said, more of that kind of conversation as opposed to kind of spilling every emotion out into a 15 second story, like to be able to kind of sit down and to talk and to share and to have you know, it's a conversation that often in those lonely days that if people are out walking, listening to it, they feel like they're part of. Yeah, certainly I did. That's kind of what I took from podcasts in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and we all feel like this. We all have those days. We are all entirely under supported, under understood and under acknowledged for actually how hard it is mm-hmm. at a time when we're being marketed that it's supposed to be the happiest. Um, it's not unlike Christmas, which is coming up, which is like, you know, it's actually stressful. It's actually yeah. stressful. But, you know, you're being marketed this like hallmark, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year stuff. And it's not always, you know, people have their own shit that they're going through. It's not always easy for everybody. Um, and it takes courage to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took courage the first episode for you to talk with things that you did. And I think you probably now understand from the volume of messages and shares and everything that kind of happened as a result. Mm-hmm. Like I always love, I think the measure of success is when a real human actually comes up to you and, and says what you said. That to me gives me shivers every time. I love it's it. Now. Mm. I and love I had it. a couple of glasses of Prosecco in me. I was like, don't make me cry. You're so nice. But, I love uh, it. It's real life shit, like as in, yeah, no. But that's, again, that's only thanks to you, Sinead, honestly. No, look, it's thanks to everybody that listens. If if the podcast wasn't doing well, I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be able to keep doing it. So yeah. um and it's thanks to all the guests that feel like they can trust me with it because yeah. that's that honestly is one of the greatest things. Like when I see a guest, like we're strangers. I've never actually physically met you in person. Like I don't know what we talk about if we did meet in person. Like so I know to have somebody to come on and they and I can instantly tell straight away if this is going to be one of those ones where I'm like just asking the questions and mm. running the course or oh they're here for the deep stuff okay yeah okay Hopefully let's go awesome. let's go mm. yeah that makes Ther- such a difference <laughs> but it matters it matters to the people that listen um and it matters that more women feel safe to talk about this and we yeah. can only do that by listening to others. So yeah, for sure. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank honestly. you for coming on again. So I'll see you in another six months. Yeah. What milestone will I have then? Oh my God. <laughs> oh. She'll be taking her first steps and 
I think so. Yeah. The whole thing. That will be fun. <laughs> I'll have to just baby proof everything in the house. This is why I don't buy nice things. I know. That's all I'm I saying. Know. I know. <clears throat> the Christmas tree won't be the same next year. <laughs> Thank oh, we you move. so much. Not at all. Thanks, Sinead. I really appreciate that. Oh, wow. I know that conversation is going to help so many. And if you're one of them, I would love you to get in touch with me on DMs on Stretchmarks Podcast, Instagram, or leave a review. Okay. Thank you so much again to my guest, Sinead de Butler. Another amazing and beautiful conversation. Now, let's make sure women who need to hear it discover it by sharing it on your socials or with friends and family. And I will talk to you again next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market